The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. I am Barabbas. <laughs> Does that strike you as a strange statement? Barabbas, of course, is known in Scripture as a criminal. He is known as the man that went free uh, when he should have died, and Jesus instead died in his stead. Well, I repeat what I said to you a moment ago. I am Barabbas. You are Barabbas. Let me read just a few verses to you from Mark chapter 15, beginning in verse 6. The Bible says, Now at that feast he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired, and there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude, crying aloud, began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy. But the chief priest moved the people, that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said unto them, what will ye then that I shall do unto him whom ye call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. Now get the picture in your mind. This is the same crowd that just days before had cried out, Hosanna, save now. And now they're crying out, Crucify him. What a revelation of the fickleness sinful hearts, how, how quickly we change. Verse number 15 says, And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them, and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole band, and they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him on the head with a reed, and did spit upon him, and bowing their knees worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him, and put his own clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. And they compel one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull, and they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots upon them what every man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. Roman crucifixion, of course, was one of the most torturous ways to die, one of the most humiliating deaths a man could ever endure. And a man like Barabbas, he deserved it. He was, a, he was a murderer. He was a rebel. He was a man that was a known convicted criminal. He deserved to die. And instead, he walks out free. Barabbas walks away. And in his place, who is crucified? The sinless, perfect Son of God. And before we are quick to say what, what inequity, what, uh, what lack of justice could I remind you that I am Barabbas and that you are Barabbas, that we're all sinners, we're all criminals, we've all broken God's law, we all have 
that crooked heart within us, and yet God in His love and mercy made a way so that we could be pardoned, so that we could go out free. And how did He do it? He did it by the substitutionary death of His only begotten Son. There's a great verse the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse number 21, where the Bible says of Jesus, For He hath made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Think of this. Jesus Christ became sin. He became sin. He not only died for us, He died as us. He became us. He became our sinful self on that cross so that He could take all of the wrath and all of the judgment of a holy God. And in turn, what do we get? We get to be made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. So, He takes our demerit and we take His merit. He takes our sin and we take His righteousness. And immediately, someone's going to say, that doesn't sound fair at all. It's not fair. It's called mercy. You see, you're not saved because you deserve it. Nobody is. So you may be a horrible criminal like Barabbas, or you may be a fine, moral, upstanding man that everyone respects. The truth of the matter is we all are Barabbas. We all are sinners, hell-deserving, black-hearted, in desperate need of the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't know that much about Barabbas except what is given to us in the gospel records about his past, but I have been wondering in recent days, what about his future? I wonder how he lived when he left that prison cell. I wonder what changed about his life. I don't know. Scripture doesn't bear that out, and we have no record that Barabbas ever became a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, but he does picture for us what the Lord Jesus Christ did for all of us at Calvary. When he was crucified, he took our sin, he took our cross, he took our death, he took our judgment. He took our hell so that we could take His life, His light, His love, His liberty. In other words, He took all the bad so we could take all the good. I'm thinking now of the words of that great hymn, Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Paul wrote in another place to the church at Corinth and said that they which live now should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto Him who died for them and rose again from the dead. And I want to say to you that if Jesus Christ has done all of this for you, don't you think that you ought to trust Him? Don't you think that you ought to put your faith in Him as your personal Savior? Are you going to reject the love of Jesus Christ? Are you going to reject the, the payment that He made for your sin? Oh, come to Jesus if you don't know Him as your Savior. But if you do know Christ as your Savior and you've been set free from the bondage of sin, if you've been set free from the condemnation of eternal hell, Jesus Christ did that so that then you would live the rest of your life for Him. He doesn't just save us from something. He saves us for something. I don't know what Barabbas did with the rest of his life, but I know by the grace of God what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to give the rest of my life to the one who gave his life for me. The story is told of a young man by the name of Zinzendorf, a man who had become famous in, in missionary history. Count Zinzendorf stood in an art gallery in Germany one day looking at an artist's rendering of the sufferings of Christ. No artist can fully picture what Jesus went through when he was crucified, but 
He was captivated by this picture, this, this artist idea of this man hanging on a cross. He turned to walk away from the picture. When he did, a little inscription underneath the painting captured his attention. It simply said, All this have I done for thee. What hast thou done for me? And Zinzendorf would later say that was what spurred something in his heart to yield his life to Jesus Christ. He started a prayer meeting that started a great missionary movement, the Moravian missionary movement that literally circled the globe and brought hundreds of thousands of people to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And where did it all start? It all started with a realization of what Jesus Christ had done willingly for him. And that did something to his will. And I wonder, if you can see yourself today as Barabbas, deserving of death, if you can see yourself as Barabbas, a man that that deserves to die for your own sin, and then if you can see what Jesus Christ did for you when He died in your place, when He took your place on that cross, doesn't it do something in your heart? No wonder Paul said, the love of Christ constraineth us. It captures us. It arrests us. It grabs a hold and it will not let me go. Look at Jesus Christ dying on that cross and make it personal. Realize He didn't just die. He died for you. And He died as you. And He died so you can live. Now, with that truth, how are you going to live the rest of your life? Trust Jesus today as your personal Savior. Make sure you know Him. And then yield your whole life to tell others about the One who took your place. I am Barabbas. Praise God, Jesus is the Son of God and my Savior. It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today. Thank you.